Welcome to The Crunch with Crib Creative. I'm Jess, and each week we're going to be diving into the stories of some of Perth's best agents and business people, how they got where they are, and what they learned along the way. Mother and son team Sean and Jenny Hughes, directors of Realmark Coastal, have a combined 55 years of experience in real estate between them. With an impressive sales record and a rapidly growing team, Realmark Coastal are going from strength to strength. So we wanted to hear from Sean and Jenny about what is driving their success. So, welcome to The Crunch. Thank you so much. Thank you. For coming in. Um, I wanted to kick off Jenny with you because I understand that your mother was in real estate. Is that yes, correct? Yes. And so I wanted to get a little bit of background as to how you started um, and if the if the passion for property is kind of you know from your mum or yeah. Well, I, you know, I was a teacher originally and um, then stopped to have children and and was a bit of a loss what to do um, after they went to school. And mum kept saying, why don't you do real estate? No, I said, no, 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 you know, so many times because she worked hard. Um, she did extremely well in Florida with Clifton White & Co for about 14 years. Wow. Started when she was 54, so she was later in life and did really well. And then finally I just relented, I guess, and said, oh, well, I'll give it a go and, and got started, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and since then I think it's sparked, although involved in her conversations and things, you, you, you sort of, it morphs into you really without yeah. you knowing. Yeah. So interest in pro- property but also yeah, the, the lifestyle that it offers and yeah. the people and the involvement with people is really great. And, yeah. I can imagine that back then, I mean, it's still, real estate still a fairly male-dominated industry. I can imagine oh, back then she would have been heavily fairly outnumbered. Very heavily yeah. outnumbered. And, yeah. Um, they didn't like her really succeeding the way she succeeded yeah. because the, the men did dominate. But yeah. um, no, she she did very well. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And um, so what do you think drives your family's passion for property? Was it just the lifestyle getting in or, or has there always been a bit of a I think it's, it's a business that we just enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, we enjoy the people side of it really. It's a people business. Yeah. And, um, we enjoy that side of it. Teaching for me was hard work. I, you know, I couldn't do it. Year nine boys trying to cook, teach them cooking was yeah. not my go. <laughs> and so I knew that pretty rapidly. But How long did you teach for? Not long. Okay. Not long. No, a few years on, off and on, off yeah. and on from yeah. the start. But um, yeah, so it, when I got into it, it was it was just something that was. It's an emotional thing, real estate. You mm-hmm. find that you're dealing with people's emotions. The fun of them finding something, loving it—you know—it's it's, all—it's all good, good fun, really. Yeah. Aside from the, you know, the, the business side of things, I think that the passion for property always came from Nana's, you know, belief, yeah. and then your belief that there was a great way for wealth creation. You yeah. Know, okay. Being involved yeah. in property was a great way to be able to force save and create wealth long term. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, prior to the cycle that we've been in at the moment, but property prices always sort of went up, and it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a good way to have wealth creation yeah. as well. So property was always a topical sort of conversation around the family mm. and still is, you mm. know, around the family dinner table at the moment in regards to pricing and yeah. values and what's happening and real yeah. estate in general. And because oh, sorry, Jenny. we've always encouraged the, the kids to all sort of buy. They've all bought young yeah. into real estate. So it's been very much a part of the discussions around the table mm-hmm. and, 
that type of thing, hasn't mm. it? Yep. You started very young as well, Sean. Yeah, right? on the property ladder, I think I bought my first property before I went into real estate. I think it was yeah. about 16 or so. I was still at school at the time. And, um, wow. Yeah. That was really um, so working on the weekend, saving for working on the weekend, a couple of different jobs and different things here and there. We're yeah. always hustling around, making a dollar here yeah. and there, and <laughs> buying and selling things. So yeah. that got me into my deposit. And I think my first house was about 120 odd thousand or so, so yeah. it was much cheaper then. But that was a lot of money, you know, 20 something odd years ago. Yeah. So for um, a 16 year old, it was a bit easier though than it is now. With it was easy to get finance as well yeah. at the time. So that sort of started me on my property journey. And um, then I went and did my license as soon as I got out of school and as soon as I could um, get my license. And, and that was nearly a couple of decades ago now. So and then just work with mum and and the rest is history. Yeah. Did you go straight into working with your mum? Yeah. 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 I think in the first like three or four weeks, mum lumped me with like six or seven listings that she had and she, she went up to a holiday place that we were going. She wanted to fit it out with furniture and renovated, etc. So she just said, there you go. And Threw him uh, in the deep end. Uh, Sink or swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a quick way to learn. Yes. How yeah. was it working with your mum at that age? Because... You know, often as 18, 19, 20-year-old, they can be, you know. A handful. Yeah. <laughs> Mum was pretty tolerating, but also I think I, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it on my own at that point. And, and yeah. you know, I think that the young guys that we see coming through the industry at the moment, including, yeah. um, you know, Oliver who works for us and other people inside the team, the ones who go the best are the ones who buddy up with someone or have an older person so they can learn off. Yeah. Some of them tend to want to go from A to Z really quickly rather than just going through that process. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was really beneficial because you get to shadow, you get to learn, and, and you know, that um, made a big difference. I don't think I'd be in the industry if I just had to go and do it on my, on mm-hmm. my own. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? How, how was he learning? He, he was <laughs> great. To start with, he just listened and then sort of gradually he'd start pinching my dialogue and then leave me high and dry without my next sentence, you know. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's my line. <laughs> but, you know, it morphed. It morphed really, didn't it? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was good. And how, so how big is your family? Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got an identical twin. Brother, oh, wow. And then I've got a younger brother, Brad, who's 35, and a younger sister, Claire, who's now 30. 30. And is it yeah. just you two in real estate? Yes. Oh, yep. well, no, Claire's not. Claire's in real estate. Claire's yeah. in real estate. She's done her licence. She's a licence that can be a licensee. She joined the team. She's joined, she did join us, didn't she? She'd and been then, in and out over a couple of years. She's yeah. started with us for a bit and then she went and worked with another, a first national office. And then she came back and worked with us and, and she's now working with Linda Noble out of Noble okay. One. So, yeah. yeah. So how is it working with family and... Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. My niece works with us as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's our EA. It's just great. They, yeah. they, they're all good. They get along well and we all get along well, so it's nice. Yeah. yeah mm. We're lucky. How do you think it has affected your career? Do you think it's um, something that clients react positively to or is that, you know, do you think it's helped your careers being a family team? Has. Yeah, I would say that it has, particularly that how the way that we work together um, you know, and people see that first-hand experience, that first-hand. I think people always like to 
um, see good family relationships and, and the fact that over a couple of decades we've never really fought, um, you know, or had a disagreement and things like yeah. that, I, I think is something to aspire to for a lot of mm. a lot yeah. of different external people. So. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's always worked well. We're lucky from that respect, you know. Mm. So no fights over your whole careers? No. Wow. No, no. that's impressive. Well, it's funny, it... at times we actually know what the other one's thinking. It's yeah. like the yin and the yang. I can tell what he's thinking. He just looks at me and, oh, no, you <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> or whatever. We, you know, we, we have a balance. And with clients, we know. And we work together with clients. So the male and the female really helps mm-hmm. balance things out. Mm-hmm. So the only disagreement we've had is when we've both wanted to go and work on holidays yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going, <laughs> no, no. So prior to Sean starting, did you work in a team or were you No, I was an individual agent, yes. Yeah. yeah. So was that a good, nice transition to have someone to, it, it to bounce was. off? And yes. We, we, you know, you, there's so many things to discuss at different times and it's, it's, it's always nice to be able to balance that out. Yeah. But also we shared the, the workload a bit too, so... You know, as it got busier, we were able to sort of take a little bit of time mm. here yeah. and there with yeah. that with someone else who knew what they were doing managing the business. Yeah, and that's something that's probably filtered down into the office as well. The way that the office um, sales guys and sales team all yeah. work, because real estate is um, it's an individual sport, but mm-hmm. it's so much better when you play it as a team because yeah. it can be quite challenging. You know, you've got a seller who doesn't want to accept market value. You've got challenges in there. Someone blows up. For, you know their own external stuff that they're going through and to be able to discuss that with other like-minded people who can understand etc you've got to be able to celebrate the wins and have people to do that if you're just an island it's no fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do I do want to talk about the office but before we get there how did you decide to kind of transition I guess from being agents to licensees and, and managing managing a business what made you I think originally we just sort of fell into it, yeah. really. Yeah. And like yeah. most agents do, once they go really quite well in, for a long period of time, they start looking at, okay, well, what's the next stage and what's the next progression? And mm-hmm. everyone's looking for more. And, um, you know, someone sowed the seed that it would be a good thing for you to start up your own office. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we were really quite green in the early mm-hmm. stages in regards to doing that. So it was a steep learning curve mm-hmm. for us. Um, what was the biggest learn? The biggest thing, that, the biggest change, I guess. Um, probably finding and allocating the time to actually work on the business yeah. as opposed to being in the business. And, and, you know, you just run from appointment to appointment, that day-to-day grind about it, and, and then to step back and look at the business as a helicopter view and be able to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically just finding the time in order to do it rather than just being an agent. That was the biggest mm. hurdle. Yeah. Mm. How do you split the... Um, the business roles, I guess, between you? Is there someone in charge of staff and someone in charge of the finances or is it all in? Um, We've got a really good general manager at the moment, Gail Adams, who who oversees a lot of that. We've got different people in in different divisions that report to us. So there's the finance division and there's the property management division. And when we have our board meetings, everyone will come from that side, which makes it easier for us to make decisions, the marketing division. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, But I suppose, you know, mum's probably... The culture, the culture king or the culture queen, if you will, and, and so she manages the way that the office, the feel about the office, etc. Yeah. Um, 
which is, is really quite important. And I, I look after a lot of the recruiting and a lot of the retention and a lot of the sales um, side. So yeah. um, the property management division is run by a business partner of ours, Brett, which is good. But um, Gail Adams then oversees all of that for us. And, um, you know, that, that works extremely well in regards mm-hmm. to the compliance. And the, and the... I think half the battle is having good people around you. Yeah. Whether it's mentors that you check in with or whether it's your staff or, you know, just the people around. And, and, and that's become the big thing for us. You know, you have a good culture, you have a good environment and then it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to be in the business, isn't it, than, yeah. than if you're putting out fires all the time and you're, you're chasing accountants or, you know, people that aren't doing working with you. Mm-hmm. So that's been, I think, our, our main success, hasn't mm-hmm. it, really? It's just... And you, you know, people. like that learning curve, you need to kiss a few frogs in order to get to your prints. Of and course, so it's, yeah. you know, we're pretty lucky now that we've got some good, as you say, key people mm. around us. You know, we had great business coaching over the last seven years from Ross Hunter, and he's mm. been instrumental in keeping the direction of the business going in the in the way that it is. Yeah. So, um, but then internal people and external people, like Mum says, with accountants and, and things like that, having a great team. Yeah. yeah. And then that you know the team that we've got there, I suppose, like attracts like and so capacity and and it's just sort of got a natural flow where people who aren't part of the culture slip off the plate and other people who are gravitated towards it and you know we've got a multitude of people in there been over a decade with us and that's probably testament of the culture which mum tends to like which is great we've got to go there every single day so it's no no point going to work with a whole heap of diggers enjoy it don't you I must say, I do love going to your office. It's a beautiful place to be. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we love it. We do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I did want to ask you about your people because you have been recruiting a lot lately. You've got some really good agents on board from other agencies. Yes. Um, and so I guess I wanted to ask you about the culture and what it is that makes your office such an attractive place to work, you know, why, the, why these top performers are wanting to move across and work mm-hmm. with you. With your team it's such a hard thing culture to you know culture would be the button for that but it's such a hard thing to be able to quantify or change you know in other companies that we've been or been exposed to they go okay right here's the brief we want to have a really good culture so how do you actually go about that and it's probably not just one thing it's a combination of lots of different things um, I think we've always naturally been lucky with the fact that we've had a good culture, which has just been the people that have been inside the company. Mm-hmm. But we have had a focus on it in the last sort of three or four years in um, upgrading that culture and making it a really fun environment. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the thing for us. You know, it's not just about the money and it's not just about the awards and the turnover. It's really about coming to work and having a great time. And, yeah, and, and sure. so it needs to be fun in a Google-type-esque environment, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that, that's been quite important yeah. for us to be able to, to get. I think we've been strong on the collegial thing. You know, mm-hmm. we work together. It's not just an island here and an island there. It's very open book. It, it's very sharing in other offices that I have worked in before. You were scared to share things because, mm-hmm. you know, they were going to they were going to sort of take you in intel and jump over the top of you. But that's the opposite with us. Everybody is so willing to help everybody. Yeah. And and the new ones that have come into the office just can't believe it. 
they just they just can't, it's just chalk and cheese to what they've had yeah. right. environment wise yeah and you know that that is I suppose that's our mantra from a company point of view yeah. is that we want to create an environment that's going to get the best out of people or mm-hmm. help them to be the best versions of themselves yeah so that's the overarching thing and then that helps a bit of attraction but aside from the attraction and people going well that's a great office and it's got top producers in it and it's really easy to work inside. I'm going to do more there. Aside from that, it's been an action-based thing, just like listing, mm-hmm. um, whereby, you know, yeah. recruitment's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. You know, we just recently signed a, a top writer from another company and I overheard someone saying, oh, how did Sean get that person in there? And he said, mate, Sean's been speaking to that guy for the last eight years. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how that happened. It didn't just happen now. Yeah. So it is a slow, it is a relationship thing because you've got to sort of, pull the horse before the cart and you've got to create that relationship with them long before they're inside that company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose that's the pipeline of lots of ongoing relationships that we've got out there at the moment. Yeah. Sometimes it's a timing thing as well. Yeah. You know, the timing needs to be right for all parties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How do you, obviously the market is a little softer at the moment than it has been. Um, so is, is there, I, I do feel like you have recruited a lot, quite a lot lately. Yes. Has that been a strategy? Into, or is it because the market soft people are looking to maybe make a change now? I think um, it's a combination. Yeah. yeah. I think that, um, you know, when the market is soft, it makes people look um, more internally in regards to what they're not getting, the yeah. help and the assistance, etc. It's all, no one really moves when the market's flying because everyone's having a good time, etc. Yeah. So they tend to look at their business and where they want to go in direction and the numbers that they didn't do last year, a lot of it is around the numbers. Yeah. Um, it has been a long-term thing for us with the recruitment thing, but it has all sort of fallen into place as of um, a lot of the key people mm-hmm. that we've put in. I think, I think we've put in like, two and a half million bucks of turnover in the last sort of six months or so, seven months. Yeah. But more importantly, they're the right people. We've had um, requests from people to come in who haven't been the right people and, you know, it's not a bums on seats sort of style. You know, we're never going to be an office that's got 40 or 50 reps. It'll always be the elite and lower portion of those that do a lot bigger turnover. And mm-hmm. that's the model that we want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we've been selective in, in that regard. So, But, yeah, I think that people do when the market is challenging. They do look for different options. And, you know, my goal as a rep is in order to get here and who's going to who, who's gonna have that vehicle that's going to get me there in a quicker fashion with less stress and, and do easier business and make more money for me and my family moving forward. Yeah. So... Um, I think that there's a you know a change in WA in the marketplace at the moment in the way that people um, are selling real estate and actually what they want and the value on support. Yeah. You know systems and processes. Yeah, great, not a problem. But the real support there, um, you know, to help them achieve and a proven track record. But we've got great stories inside the business where such and such came into the business. You know, the Hardinghams, for instance. Yeah, I think their best year that they've ever had has been 1.2 or 1.25 million in gross commission and when they came to us they did 120. Yeah, right. Uh, Linda was a great story like that and there's been lots of others. Even Greenhorn starts, you know, Shirley came to us from right and selling door-to-door printer sales and and never had any real estate background and then all of a sudden she's, um, you know, 500, 600 GCI. So I think the track record is what's really important. Yeah. Um, and I think that people look as well for longevity if they're going to make a move, if they're a good producer, 
They want to know that the person who's steering the ship is going to be there in the next 10 or 15 or 20 years and they've yep. got some energy and longevity around that. And I suppose that's what we've got in the office is a, is a whole group. Our average age is quite young. Um, you know, haven't got a whole heap of older people who are in the twilight of their years and people mm-hmm. want to be around that energy and that vibe where they go into the office and they get a whole heap of imprinted great energy on them and they leave the office to the next appointments all fired up with great, it's not just rah-rah, it's a general, um, you know, imprinting of good energy and that usually comes from young guys doing good things and young girls, we've got a really strong female base as well and it's great to see that you know you spoke before in regards to how nana was in business and and how it would have been challenging for her in a male dominated industry we've got a lot of females at the moment in the office and it's great to see the strong independent woman coming through and doing really well yeah yeah and then last question on recruitment because i don't want to kind of bang on about it but Vice versa, you mentioned obviously you're being quite selective in who you're taking on. What are you looking for in those people if they're whether they are green and they've never worked in, in real estate or um, you know, Hardingham's writing 120 yeah. You know, before they came on with you guys, what are you looking for in those people? Mm. Oh. It's, it's added, a lot of it comes down to attitude yeah. and, and culture. You know, we, we're pretty strong on, on working out whether they'll fit in with the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, you, know, you rock the boat and it's not worth rocking the boat. But, yeah, but yeah it's attitude and, and willingness and wanting to really achieve themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a hard thing to it's sort of hard. find out because everyone interviews really well. Yeah, of course. You know, and they always so People sometimes in reference check really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. reference check, definitely. And the good thing about the industry is because we've been around so long, you know, we know a lot of people inside it and so it's pretty easy to pick up the phone and say, were these people good, were they not? You hear things, etc. Yeah. You know, there's always two sides to every story. Yeah. But... Um, it, it's getting harder for the greenhorns to get into real estate because obviously the wage, mandatory wage, etc., yeah. and even moving forward, it's going to be even tougher. So that's why I think that that legacy of having those young people come through will be inside a team environment, mm-hmm. which is not only a great opportunity for them to learn safely, but also a great way for the industry to be able to keep and retain people. I remember when I did my licence 20-odd years ago and, and, you know, it was a six-month course and now you can do it in the space of a week. Yeah. Um, But the first thing that they said to us was we've got a 94% failure rate. Um, So there's a lot of people who go into real estate, get their licence and and it's hard to have commission-based industry and all that sort of stuff. So I think that that will help change the industry moving forward um, with that. So... Yeah, attitude is, is probably the most important thing in regards to being selective of, of who we want. But sometimes you just got to take a punt. Yeah, you know, we've, well, we yeah, haven't always had a good time with it. Sometimes we've had people that have um, you haven't worked out for whatever reason. So as long as you go into it with a good trial base, and you know, this is what we expect of you. And I think the hard thing for a lot of recruiters um, in the real estate industry is they're traditionally business owners which have traditionally come from real estate agents as salespeople so they do a really good job at selling the sizzle at the front end and then what they promise isn't delivered later on and that disheartens the agent they don't get what they were told and and so it sort of sows that seed of doubt moving forward and just creates the wrong thing so having great open discussions at the front end from not only the recruiter and the business point of view but also from the person Mm -hmm. interviewing then it it's, makes it easy and then you can just say, look, it either is working and we're going to continue or it's not. We'll it's just not part right. waves amicably. Yeah. yeah. 
And like you said earlier, when you have a strong culture, people often self-select. Yeah. So that makes it yes makes it a little bit easier as well. Yeah. We call Wolfpack in there at yeah. the moment. It is very much like that. It's a great team, but you you know you're either on the program culturally and you mm. fit in, or you yeah. you, you quickly fit out. out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I also wanted to ask about your marketing because I've noticed you guys have a really strong social media brand, Coastal, you know, your, your office particularly. Yeah. Um, I've also noticed an increase around kind of your area. I see you on bus stops and um, on the back of buses, you two particularly. Um, <laughs> looking great. Right. Like looking like a back of a bus. <laughs> um, no, but I wanted to kind of ask about what your marketing goals, I guess, were for the last year and, and what, you know, maybe if you're looking to implement anything in the next year, what, what you're looking to achieve in that in that regard. Mm. Marketing's changing so dramatically. Yeah. It's so amazing how different things are getting different results now compared to, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, or even five months ago. Mm. So it is dramatically changing with the Uberization of everything and the mm. way that people do that. So the digital letterbox is obviously a big thing at the moment. Um, so we've got a, an in, in-house full-time marketer mm-hmm. um, that we put on probably about a year and a half ago now, I would maybe say. Two. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer handles marketing for the whole team and part of her um, growth has been understanding um, social media and how it all works so that she can help manage it for the rest of the team because a lot of the guys are, again, sales agents and they know that they like Instagram and it's important or they know that they like Facebook and it's important. but how to use it and how to best use it. So we've upskilled her a lot with that. And then she has then upskilled a lot of the admin and PA for each of the individual teams, which helps them manage it for their sales guys. You would have been one of the earlier adopters in terms of getting an in-house person to do that. Is that correct? Yeah, Yeah. probably. I like I, I think it's hard for a lot of offices out there at the moment, not only to, you know, with commission bases that are in Western Australia, the turnover that's been in Western Australia in the last five or six years, an office that, you know, does two mil a turnover, it's very hard to make profit mm. off the back of that. And without profit, you can't go and do really good things. Like, you know, it's all well and good to say, well, we want an in-house market. But that's got to be paid for and yeah. the business needs to make money in order to do that. So, um, you know, we've always been really good about putting back to the sales guys with the view that we can help them and, and it'll be easier for them to make more. But we've been lucky with, we've had the budget to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the new office, you said you came and had a look at the office, like yeah. that was a big cost yeah. for fit out. And, you know, that was an increase in space and it was a time when the market was tanking hard and turnover was low. And so it was a really big zig when everyone else was zagging and cutting back costs. Mm-hmm. And, and then off the back of, um, you know, costs being tighter for a lot of people, we then go and put on a full-time marketer in-house. And so a lot of those things were counterintuitive to what everyone else was doing at the time, but it really has paid dividends and now you see people coming on as a recruitment base and so you think, well, why has that happened? And it's it's not only the continuation of the recruiting, but it's also those other things that we've put in and done, which were tough things at the time. Yeah. Um, but are now... How do you make those tough decisions at the time? Do you do like this? <laughs> yeah. You just got to hope and trust that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, you don't always do the right thing. Well, we haven't had too many setbacks, have we? No. <laughs> yeah. But you, you just got to... Go with what you think's right. Yeah, I yeah. think Ross um, has Ross been has really been fabulous, fabulous yeah. with us, keeping us accountable 
to yeah. our vision. Like, you know, the He's whole, all about vision, isn't he? He's yeah. all about yeah. vision. Yeah. And, and the and goal. And he's got the knowledge behind him. He's yeah. been there, done it all, which is so good. Yeah. So I think when you're at that point of spending money or making that tough decision, he always brings it back to, well, is this part of the plan? Do we yeah. want to be here? And, and is that the goal in order to get us here? Okay, right, well, this needs to be the right decision. Mm-hmm. So that that's helped us because um, I think if we were left maybe to our own devices like a lot of people are without internal leadership and with internal coaching is that they make the easier decision, which mm-hmm. is usually the cheaper decision, which is not the long-term yeah. play. Yeah. Stop the gaps, you know, just put, put the fires holes. out and yeah. plug holes yeah. and do that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's been a big help, hasn't it? It has been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the marketing, going back to your question in regards to the marketing, it, you know, it's been a layered approach for us for a long time. We were all about the colour ads. Um, that is still a heavy part of our Definitely. business at Realmark Coastal, but then there's the social media side and it's all the way that our marketing looks and the messages that we want to be able to, um, mm-hmm. we want to be a good bespoke brand where we're not a big big company but we're nimble enough we're big enough in order to make good decisions if that's a great opportunity to go and buy that there or do that you know invest in that there we'll go and do it and you know being nimble to be able to do that if you get too big it's almost like a big ship you can't turn the titanic really quickly you sort of need to be like a little dinghy but with a big v8 engine on the back so that you can just turn on a dime and go that way and do it quickly i I get it i get it um (laughs) Jenny, I guess I wanted to know from you, you've obviously been in the industry a long time and you would have seen a lot of changes. You mentioned even in the last few months how much Mm. things have changed. Mm. Um, What have been some of the biggest changes you've kind of noticed through your career and then what do you... What do you think is next for the industry? It's come a long way from pages where, you know, it went beep, beep and you got a little (laughs) tape message on your belt to tell you somebody was trying to get in touch with you. Yeah. You know, it's it's so much faster. It's instantaneous. It's the speed of it's just incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's been the biggest change. It's, it's, It's just moves daily. Yeah. Really daily. Um, that's where the exciting thing is the young people, you know, the young people within the business, like the marketing team and the, you know, the PAs that are really switched on and savvy and just giving them the rein to, to do the things they know how to do so mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, it, it really has changed a lot. How have you found technology? the change in transaction, I guess, from the days of pages where you'd get the page and you had to make the call or see the client. And now I guess the new generation of people buying houses are very used to being extremely transactional online. Mm -hmm. Have you found that um, your client servicing has changed or has it, has it had to increase because you're available all the time now? It it has to increase. It has increased a hundred thousand times. You know, you you just, it's, it's a bit like getting on a conveyor belt and, it's, it's going a million miles an hour, really, for mm-hmm. me. The younger ones don't feel it as much, but I do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's instantaneous. You've got, to, you've got to have it all in your head and you've got to be able to answer this, answer that, answer that and jump around a lot of, a lot of data and a lot of things internally, yeah. apart yeah. from being on, on computers, which is another realm altogether. <laughs> so, yes, they expect to, you to know things and, and they expect answers quickly um the relationship the basics of it though it comes back to the relationships and the people mm-hmm. and dealing with the people 
Mm. Which and that's probably the thing that will change and continue to change moving forward is it will be more around the relationship side and less about the knowledge side because knowledge will be accessible to so many people. They can all get online. They can all get access to it. Half the time they know more than some of the agents themselves. And, um, you know, the relationship is probably the thing that um, those who do well out of it, the next sort of tidal wave of of, uh, real estate that's coming in the next five to ten years will have really, really connected, strong relationships with people and they'll continue to harvest those. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it'll be less of a business relationship and more of a personal relationship. Some of the people that we've seen come up through the ranks and do quite well have really deep personal relationships with their clients and it, it, it transfers from being this is someone who's going to pay me, pay me my check next week to this is someone that I'm going to have who I'm going to build a relationship and they'll be with me for, for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And, and, I, and I hope that stays like that because mm-hmm. that's what real estate's about really Yeah. Mm. for yeah. us. And that's why I think the future will certainly be you know, more female-based in real estate because they just do it, you know, they have a more authentic, genuine conversation, emotional conversation and connection with people than sometimes men do, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. they can just go go deep and make friends in a quicker... Perceived um, to be more trustworthy maybe sometimes, less oh, sales. You know, oriented. all of us agents are just, <laughs> just here above car salesmen, really. <laughs> That's See, what they say. It's isn't changing, it? isn't it? When, once you get the uh, professional... You know, oh. yeah, and that's probably what's changed a lot. You know, everything seems to be tighter at the moment in regards to compliance and contracts and, mm-hmm. and the, what you need to disclose and what the owner needs to disclose. All of that has mm-hmm. tidied up, which is great thing about the industry. So, I think our perception as agents is going to gradually increase and change mm-hmm. um, as that industry is tidied up. Yeah. Tightened up, you know, you look at the, the Royal Commission that's going through in the finance industry at the moment, I think that's going to have some massive benefits for the consumer off the table. Island. Mm-hmm. And as long as we don't have to have a Royal Commission come through the real estate <laughs> industry, I think it's gradually, you know, getting better at it the is, moment. It is, by good. far. I mean, the rules are much better. It's clearer. You'd go back to the days with auctions even, how they were really, really quite bad. Dummy bids from trees and stuff like yeah, that. Right. Oh, oh, yes. And um, <laughs> and now it's it's Nick, you know, and, yeah. and the buyers respect that and know and they're more comfortable and they're coming to it a lot, lot more willingly, yeah. mm. which is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quickly touching on your comp competitors because obviously, you know, you guys, where you're located, there are some other strong agencies mm. doing doing some good things. Yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to know how, how much attention do you pay to those guys, I guess, to start, um, and how do you as a team um, and as, a, as an office differentiate yourself from your competitors? What do you guys do differently, do you think? Well, that's a tough one. <laughs> Look, I think we've, we've always got a bit of an eye on our competitors, but I would say it's only a peripheral sort of a glance. Yeah. You know, definitely, um, you know, in the past, going back five, ten years ago, 20 years ago, I think a lot of agents' um, presentation that they did to owners was um, what the other agents wouldn't do yeah and and, you know that was the way i've seen that change in the industry Mm -hmm. some old school people are still doing that sort of a method but i think a lot of it has has changed in the fact that they're just focusing on what they offer what they do and the way that they go about their business and and that's been our by way of our competitors we just keep our head down don't listen to the noise Mm -hmm. and just focus on on the task in front of front of us at the moment the direction that we're going and that served us really quite well yeah. at the moment um, when there's too much time sort of worrying about what the others are doing yes yeah. 
Well, there is so get much noise these and days as enough, well. Yeah. There's enough for everybody. You yeah. just get on with it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. The, the point of difference thing is probably a hard one because, yeah. like, realistically, a lot of it is all the same. Everyone, from the consumer's point of view, yeah. they pitch and, and someone says, oh, yeah, I've got a better photographer or we can do a video or we can, you know, we, I've got a database, etc." But the consumer just goes, oh, everyone's got that. I'm going to be on realestate.com. I can have an ad if I want. I can. Yeah. So they don't really see it as a big difference. And I think the problem is is that everyone is, is pitching to them with the fact that, oh, we're different, but in actual fact, it really isn't a great deal in, in their eyes, mm-hmm. as much as we'd like to think it all is. Yeah. And yeah. as agents, yeah. we'd all like to think, oh, it's different, etc. cetera. So um, I think the relationship is a big thing moving yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ongoing good service that comes by word of mouth from other parties, it will be a massive thing. That mm-hmm. referral base um, is a really big, big thing. And the agents have been around long enough and have done continual good service over the years to people and that's filtered through the marketplace is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll continue to get a lot of attraction-based business off the back of that. Conversely, those who are doing the wrong thing and there is bad mm-hmm. Marbo going around in regards to that, that spreads pretty quickly as well. Yeah. So the good thing is over time, um, you know, the, those will filter out to the top or to the bottom in some capacity. Yeah, it's trust and honesty. It comes back to basics, how you get on with people, how you, you understand, have empathy with people, all those sorts of things mm-hmm. that yeah. are the basics won't change really. Yeah. Probably if, if I could pinpoint maybe one point of difference for the office um, that we've got there and, and for the guys is that because they are the elite and they, a lot of them are number one agents in their own respective areas and our, our footprint is, is much deeper than coastal at the moment and so our footprint of home opens per weekend, the buyers that we get traffic through is 457 buyers yeah. per weekend as an office on yeah. average. Um, and we still do old school things like the caravan where we'll go and see other people's stock within mm-hmm. the office. Um, but by having an open architecture database and, and being such a collegial environment where everyone works together, you've got no one sort of working in isolation, mm-hmm. um, that ability for an owner to be able to go, well, these guys are the best of the best. Here's my buyer pool in and around this area. Maybe it's not the fact that someone's going to move from, you know, Mandra or Dalkeith to Trig or North Beach, but they're probably going to be a buy pool in this area. Mm-hmm. And if that agency can get my property in front of more buyers on a per weekend basis, then that's probably going to help yeah. them get sold for a better price and get a bigger buy that's pool. Right. Yeah. So, um, definitely and, a strength there, a big strength. Yeah. Which is good because that whole, um, you know, passive way of just putting up a sign or putting it on the internet and waiting for inquiry and dealing with it isn't the way that you get results these days. Yeah. You know, you need to turn over rocks, hustle around, mm-hmm. hit call lists and, and make that happen through the networks that you've got in order to get those buyers there to the home open because sometimes they just don't turn up on their own volition. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that waiting for them to come is a bit of an order taker and, and that sort of stuff will probably get weeded out moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having a huge footprint of data like that per weekend that you can then market to and access to is probably a big point of difference for the guys in there. Yeah. 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 Um, what is a combined 55 years of experience between you two? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Pretty much, isn't it? I'll let them You're know. getting old. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what keeps you motivated after so, such a long time in the industry? 
what makes you work. Loving what you do. Loving what you do. I've been trying to get her down to five days a week for so long (laughs) and she just won't go there because she loves it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it is. It never has felt like work. So if you can say that about your job. I mean, it's a big thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, And for us, that's the It case. does when we have three or four fall over in a row. <laughs> it feels like work then. Sometimes it's hard work. You feel like you're paddling uphill, you know. But, look, it, it never really is. No. Things lift you in an instant. Somebody rings you or somebody thanks you or somebody. And, and all of a sudden it's all It's the game oh, of highs and lows. Yeah, well, yeah. well, it is. That. Yeah, definitely. And you've got yeah. to be able to cope with those. Yeah. But, it never feels like work. You, you're out, you're in people's homes, you're having a cup of coffee, you're chatting to nice people, and it's it's great. Yeah. It's good. It's, uh, it's, you know, I think the the answer for us really was that if, if either of us won, you know, numbers came in at Lotto tomorrow, we'd still go to the office, yeah. you know, for free, and that's probably the reality for yeah. it because we yeah. it really is like a second family. In their yeah. family is a big thing for us mm-hmm. in our immediate family, but it's yeah. also for our extended family there, and, and we've had... We've seen their kids grow up and seen them grow up and, and develop and, and for them to be able to um, achieve some of the things that they're doing um, socially and their travel and their house and things like that has been quite rewarding because even though it comes down to the grunt work that they do, if you feel as though you've helped contribute to that, then mm-hmm. that's probably quite yeah. a, a, Very a rewarding. Yeah. And some of these young ones that come in and just, just blossom, you know, that's just so incredible to yeah. see that happening. Mm. And, yeah. and the stars in their eyes and you know, <laughs> stuff is good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great fun. So finally, on the young ones, or, or maybe not so young, what would you say to people just wanting to get started in the industry? I know Sean said before, tack onto a team or yeah. shadow yeah. someone. Is there any yeah. other advice that you would have for someone wanting to get started? Wow. Well, some of the people that we've seen do best before have come into the industry not directly into a sales role, mm-hmm. whether it's in a team or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've had highly successful people come in at a property management level mm-hmm. and then go through. Yes. You know, we just recruited um, Stephanie Taylor, came through from Cape Horn Young this week, and, you know, she originally, her mum was in real estate, but she was uh, originally started in admin and then yeah. moved into PM. And then, so there's lots of people inside that that have arrived at sales, but it's, it's been five or six years in that Sam process. Sam was in PM yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think being in and around it really helps. Um, the big downside for young people coming in is they basically need funds in order to fund their lifestyle where they're not earning any money. So yeah, starting right. off at a base level where you're getting a wage in some capacity in whatever role it might be, PA, sales cadet or not to, you know, PM or something money, like that, really. it... Um, it certainly helps, and and then I think that transition moving into sales is a much smoother yeah. one at that time. Yeah. So. Yeah, financial backing, especially if you're going to step out into it yourself, holus bolus. Yeah. You know, it's like opening a business. Yeah. You're in your own business, and you you really got to put money into it. And people don't see that side. I think when they yeah. they just think they're going to make the big money and off they'll go. It doesn't happen that quickly. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people, or I love real estate. I yeah. love houses. <laughs> and you just think, okay, right, right. Good start. But, um, but, you know, it is, yeah. real estate is, is probably, the thing that's changed a lot <clears throat> as of late is that it is treated more like a business by business people. Mm. Even just as sales agent, they don't see themselves as much as, as a seller or a flogger of product because, you know, you can buy a pair of shoes and have have buyer's remorse because someone sold them to you but you don't buy a one or two million dollar property because they just 
sold it to you. You yeah. know, you have to want it on some level. So I think the salesman side is moving out of the industry mm-hmm. and the business owner and acumen side is coming out of it. And if that business owner was to go and buy a business down the road in order to buy themselves a job, you know, they might buy a, a subway or something and that's got you know, 400 grand of they've got fit out and they've got leases and all those things. So you go into it with either a business loan or, or cash. And the ones that we've had before during the past have come in and treated it in that way to a smaller extent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good ingredient. Certainly, yeah, well, that it shortens, yeah, shortens the J curve in yeah. regards yeah. to the yeah. time that it takes in order yeah. to get paid. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that is it from me today. Oh, Thanks so much, guys, for your time. You. I really Pleasure. appreciate it. It's lovely to speak to you. And um, all the best with the new financial. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for tuning into The Crunch. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. So if you'd like to share them, please email me at jess at cribcreative.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed the show and share it with anyone else you think might like it.